Delano's Top of the Week. Tails back. Good morning. How are you? Good morning, Sam. I'm great. Uh, good to have you back. How are things going over at Delano? It's going pretty well. It's going pretty good. well. How was your weekend? Uh, it was fi- It was good. It was fine. Busy. Um, I, I avoided... We were just chatting about Man United's poor result at the weekend. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I was very busy, so I didn't actually see it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I was happy enough with that. I was going to stay up late and watch the uh, watch the highlights. I also decided not to do that. So We can avoid chatting about yes, it Yes, if well. we can, if you don't mind. Uh, let's not look back. Let's look forward. What's going on this week? What can people do? Right. So this week, our main story would be the COVID law, which is being voted today. And there's probably not going to be a lot of uh, change in terms of what we already know, Mm -hmm. because the bill was introduced in Parliament last week and the debate is scheduled for today. So maybe minor changes in the text or maybe some some details being ironed out. So this law, although it introduces the possibility of having COVID check in companies, it doesn't offer a lot of guidance. That has been like the main the main criticism of this bill. Uh, what the bill says basically is that any head of government, uh, any head of company, sorry, or any head of administration can decide to place all of their employees um, or administration under the COVID check regime, which would mean that every employee would have to show their COVID uh, certificate when they enter into the building, in the office, etc. But there aren't really a lot of um, details about that. The main criticism has obviously been leveled by uh, trade unions such as the OGBL and the LCGB, which recently had a meeting with uh, government officials and they couldn't, they didn't reach any consensus during their meeting. And the main criticism has been lack of clarity on who will pay for the tests of people who don't want to get vaccinated. What attitude should be adopted towards an employee who has not compiled, uh, complied with the COVID check uh, application and who has the right to check COVID check, who has the right to see if someone has that certificate or not. And of course, the issue of data, which is quite important as well. Who, how do we ensure data protection? What control does the employer have over the health data of their employees, etc.? So what the government has done basically is they have left it to companies to define that. In the case of Luxair, for example, who has uh, 2,840 employees, those who don't want to be vaccinated will have to pay for their own COVID tests. And um, in ArcelorMittal, another big employer here, uh, those refusing COVID check will have to simply keep wearing their masks while in the company. The CFL and Cactus uh, are currently discussing internally how to proceed, so it's very much unclear. This, uh, the government has given a bit of time for companies to decide because the measures enter into force on the 1st of November. So that's a few, a a good good 10 days to, to, yeah, or two weeks to, to handle that. Uh, basically, the labor code would serve as guidance, as Prime Minister Xavier Bettel stated. So, non-compliance with COVID check would be somewhat comparable to non-compliance with rules about about safety, like wearing a helmet on a building site or other safety precautions. So, yeah, like I said, it will apply on the first of November, and um, basically. I, I believe that this is sort of a way to encourage vaccination mm-hmm. because we saw recently that the campaign the vaccination campaign has stalled somewhat and the number of uh, infections has kind of increased recently 
uh, which is uh, understandable with the cold season coming and everything. So mm, the COVID check scheme will also apply to hotel and the catering industry, probably to contain the, the spread as well mm -hmm. as um, the self-tests will no longer be recognized for to give entry to venues, the, yeah, the COVID self-tests, because they were found that they were not as reliable and a big, big amount of the infections were, could have been registered earlier if these tests were not, not being used. And I guess it's also a way of restricting options for people mm. to not get the vaccine, right? Yeah, that, that's a good point. Yeah, I think everything is pointing towards um, encouraging people to get vaccinated. Of course, the uh, Prime Minister uh, Bettel and the Health Minister uh, Paulette Lanner have stated many times that mandatory vaccination is not in their plans. Mm -hmm. But it seems like inciting people or encouraging people to uh, get the vaccine is very much their, their priority. And um, the, it would be interesting to see people's reaction to it. The trade union's reaction obviously has not been very positive because they felt like they weren't consulted <clears throat> while the um, they weren't consulted while the bill was being debated, uh, created, etc. And they felt like they didn't have uh, a lot of input. Their input wasn't taken very much. Now, the the in terms of citizens, there are some people who are not uh, happy with it, namely the people who organized a strike on uh, on the eight uh, on Sunday. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, they the what was it called the uh, Marche Blanche. So yeah, the they Marche. assembled quite quite a few people there, and um, it was on Friday. Sorry, so about uh, three thousand people gathered uh, last Friday in front of the, the Philharmonie. They marched to the Chambre des Députés, and that's quite a lot of people considering how many people they've usually amassed. So they're basically against these measures. They see them as a sort of restriction to their uh, liberties and. Um, Maybe, and, and of course, they probably see that as a path to indirectly mandating the vaccine. So it's interesting to see that many people against it. There was as well a petition in September which garnered 6,700 signatures, which was against mandating the vaccine. And it passed the 4,500 uh, minimum threshold of signatures really quickly. So there's a big um, opposition to mandating the vaccine. But I guess we'll see what happens later today and hopefully they're going to maybe clear out some of the details on how to apply this because a sort of universal application of the rules is required for this to work essentially the same way everywhere. Mm -hmm. uh, it's like old times, Teo, talking about uh, coronavirus and measures and things like that. Uh, so le let's, let's chat about some of the things people can do this weekend. Mm, yes. Or this Why? week, sorry. Uh, so what, what, what's this? The art of investing. What Why is don't that? we? Yes. The art of investing is... Um, it's an event hosted by The Network, which will hold its uh, first live event since the onset of the pandemic on the art of investing. So they're going to speak. Uh, they will have a speaker um, called Lover Ruth Cohen Sijani. She is a fund industry expert and owner of Ruth Gallery. Um, so this, uh, the network is a women's professional development organization and they will try to give people information about how to invest more um, in, a, in a more smart way. So this is happening on Monday 
uh, no, registration closes today on Monday. It's happening on the 20th of October, so hurry up to get your tickets. And uh, I believe it's a COVID check uh, event as well. <laughs> no escape. Uh, then the, oh, this looks interesting, a distiller's day. What's that? Yes. So that's it's, next Saturday. It's a, it's a tasting event. Very interesting, of course. So the five distilleries along the Moselle will open their doors for a special weekend event offering tasting tours, talks with other with other activities as well. So this event basically marks the 10th anniversary of the cold De Miseland Brent event. So it is uh, hosted the same weekend as similar events across the border in Germany and it offers more opportunity to discover specialties from the region from the region. So do check it out their Facebook page has more information on that. Fantastic and finally an art open house. Yes, Art Open House on Saturday the 23rd and on Sunday the 24th will offer people to in Autange to wander through uh, SEM4 art studios and see works by local artists. So the studio is housed in the Autange Gare building and it offers uh, a nice space to see works by uh, local artists, by uh, Jeannette Prema, Diane Jode, Robert Hall. So doors will be open on the 23rd and 24th. And again, check it out on their Facebook page. So the opening hours are between 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. I should specify as well. And this one is free of charge, but it is COVID check as well. Nice. And finally, there's, well, penultimately, actually, uh, there's a new Delano out. Ah, that's correct. It's a new Delano out coming out on the 20th this week. So we have the main um, edition, uh-huh. on, on the cover of which we have uh, Greenpeace ahead of the COP26 summit. And in the, in the print magazine, we have a head-to-head debate with Asti and the ADR about the decision to abolish the five-year residency rule for foreigners to vote in local elections. And for good measure, we have restaurant tips on dishes using seasonal ingredients. So uh, there, there is that on the 20th this week. Nice. And finally, then, actually, uh, Top Treat is uh, an album suggestion. So ah, tell us about this. That's right. I was, I was told I should choose a song or movie or something, but I, I, I feel like we, we use streaming so much these days and we forget about listening to a good album from beginning to the end right good good old times mm-hmm. so I, i've chosen blue the color of blue which is by um american rap hip-hop uh, artist called blue and he created this concept album which is very fitting for um listening something uh, from beginning to the end so it's very melodic very nice very interesting to listen to maybe we'll listen to a song afterwards is that there's a nice one called uh, blue mr blue sky Mr. Is there? I, think, well, hang on. I, I believe it's that one. Check. It's that that famous it, sample of. Uh, oh, from uh, Electric Light Orchestra. Yes, that's the one. That's um, the one. I quite like that one. I believe we might be able to listen to it later, but yeah, it's quite nice because Blue. He's been quite busy in uh, recent years. He already dropped another album this year with uh, his in his duo Blue and Exile. But this album is a little bit more of a side, personal project that feels a little bit more like a mixtape or an LP, if you will. So it's a little bit more of like a side project, a concept album that's like when an artist isn't trying too hard Mm -hmm. to please everybody, but he's doing something that's just a concept and something interesting with with a point and with a vision. So I think it sounds really nice. And the use of blue is not overused. 
even though it's the concept throughout the entire album. All right, well, I'll, I'll see if I can dig that track out because the one I had lined up is Because the Sky is Blue. That's a good one as well. All right, well, let's go with that one. Teo, thanks so much. Good to have you back. Thank you, Sam. Hopefully we'll see you again soon. 8.51, this is Blue, and Because the Sky is Blue is the name of the track. Just a reflection of the God that we praise that created the heavens so...